1: How do you trade the currency chaos? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Vision Daily Briefing. Our guest today is going to try to help us answer that question. Here with me is Dale Pinkert, Head of Trader Development at TradeView Markets. Hi, Dale. How are you?
0: Maggie, very nice to meet you. And uh, what a great week to be on to talk about currencies. Uh,
1: yes, we at, are.
0: We're looking here. at financial history.
1: We are so grateful to have you on for that exact reason. But it's your first time on with us, um, and I'm actually for your first time on. I'm here at the office because we're getting ready for our New York meetup, which we're super excited about. So we're we're like it's a lot of newness, but we're gonna we're gonna power through. And um, before we start, since it's your first time, I thought it would be good for you to just give people a little bit of a a, a bit of your background.
0: Okay. Well, I talked about uh, the floor, and you and I were talking about it. Um, And I was a runner on the floor, actually, when they first started trading currencies in the mid seventies at the CME, the IMM was just developed. And actually, Maggie, they were trading currencies on chalkboards. They would actually write the bid offer on the board and the trade and then erase it. So I saw currency retail trading in futures at first, before we went to retail FX and, uh, from there, you know, long and winding road, I did spend some time as a member on the floor. Uh, I've been involved in educating and training traders over the last decade or so, and even spent some time on your side of the mic interviewing some of the best of the best. And I'm a big believer in community and intelligence gathering.
1: Yes. And and that's awesome because that's what we're all about. And that is really the purpose of Real Vision. Yeah. So we're, 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 we only have two
0: eyes, Maggie. Yes. Right. Yes, okay.
1: that's right. <laughs> that's right, Dale. Um I love it. and I, and I love the sort of the educational. So we're going to try to do that a little bit today. so we're I talked over you for a second, which I apologize for because the timing is a little off than what we're used to, but you said you were happy to join us this week because financial history' is being made. I assume you're talking about the the extreme moves we're seeing in some of these markets. What do you make of the volatility and and why are, why do you say financial history is being made?
0: Well, uh, historic low in the pound. It's never been here. Last time we were close was when George Soros broke the BOE, broke the bank in England and took it down. That's where he made his reputation and maybe his first, you know, 20 billion or so. And so this happened this week by taking out that low. Now The dollar's been in a bull market. Cable's been in a bear market for a long time. On your promo, it's basically been cut in half from over $2. But we got to a place in the last few weeks where things are beginning to become disorderly. Mm -hmm. And the first to react to that was the Bank of Japan last week. BOJ came in when the US dollar yen was trading above uh, 145 towards uh, 146. And so far, that intervention has held because we're, you know, sometimes banks will intervene and it'll be successful for an hour, a day, and then the market's challenging those levels again. So, so far, so good for Bank of Japan, they could be challenged again. And then what happened in cable, uh, cable has even been weaker than the Euro, and we know how much everyone hates Euro, uh, as far as owning the currency. You can't think of one fundamental reason. Why would you buy the Euro with an energy crisis, and a war, and uh, elections in Italy, uh there's absolutely no reason why you would think about buying the euro and that's one of the reasons I like it here as well yeah. as cable
1: oh really okay well this is interesting okay let I'm going to talk about those two points in one second but I just want to touch on another kind of broader uh view or broader question and I think there's probably some people sitting there listening you know we had a lot going on today uh we had weekly jobless claims that were lower than expected less people filing for unemployment that Stocks sold off again. Everyone thinking the Fed is hiking you know, longer for longer, hiking more for longer, staying there. Um, so that's affecting not only currencies, but we saw stocks. There may be some people listening who are thinking, well, I, I only own stocks in my portfolio. Why is it important for me to even pay attention to Forex? Uh, Wesson has been banging on about this, but why do we need to pay attention to what's happening in the currency markets?
0: Uh, The currency markets, there's a debate, it's a chicken or the egg, which one is bigger, the credit markets or the currency markets, and uh, currency has all, uh, it's all about credit, interest rate, differentials, it's where business takes place, Uh, you have to, you need currency still, even though we're doing digital, it's still priced in dollars, so Hmm. currencies are important for, especially if your currency is in trouble, and it's depreciating, everything costs more for your domestic economy, it's harder to export, and there's so much dollar-denominated debt in emerging market economies that it could cause a financial crisis. And we were beginning to see the rumblings of that with what the BOE had to do. And you know, people have been talking about sovereign debt crises for a long time. What's going to be the trigger is going to be uh, the currency, not just the underlying bonds of that currency, but most of those sovereign debt defaults happen with a currency falling without a central bank being able to stabilize it. Mm.
1: Okay, I, that, that, that's really important. And th- thank you for that. Thank you for setting up for that, because I think it's easy to just kind of concentrate on what the S&P 500 did. But we are seeing and we're sitting in this moment now where what you just said is so important um, I remember interviewing Peter Brandt, who said, if I don't get that call right, then the rest of my calls don't make sense, which always stuck with me as well.
0: Well, you know, that's a great observation you made, Maggie, about the give back today after your uh, very powerful day up to the upside across asset classes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been one market. The dollar goes up, everything goes down, dollar goes down, everything rallies. Uh, the give back in the S&Ps, I think, was uh, significant and we're at a very important place. We can't have more than one or two closes under 3,600 or we're in the recognition stage. But while the stock market sold off, the metals hung in there. Maybe gold was down a buck after being down 12, silver down 12. And actually the British pound uh, is higher than the chart that I sent to you. So the currencies actually followed through and we have a reversal week to the upside in cable and Euro. And we haven't seen candles like this all the way down. So to me, it's significant. Could this not be the low and we have another attack? Sure. Uh, everything and anything can happen. But I think it's a fairly significant uh, week that we've had that could mark a high in the dollar for some time to come. But calling something a top is a rearview mirror thing. Mm. We only know with the passing of time. Uh, But I would not be uh, long dollars at this point. I'd be looking to um, buy, uh, sell dollar strength over the next week or so.
1: Wow. Okay. So let's unpack some of that because for all means and purposes, everyone has just been looking at this dollar freight train and saying that's the only place to put your money. That's the only, you know... That's the only place to hide. The Fed's going to keep hiking. Everyone else is trying to catch up. There's no reason the dollar shouldn't strengthen. So you're you're not in that camp. Let's break down some of the charts you sent. So you sent over, um, and we'll focus on the pound first. You sent over cable, the, the, the British pound, UK pound versus the US dollar. Um, what do you see there when you were talking about the candles? What are you seeing on that chart that makes you think this isn't just a temporary reprieve, that this might be? More solid footing for the pound to recover if I'm hearing you correctly,
0: okay, uh I believe it's because everyone is crowded the other way. The market is set up so bullish a dollar in fact, Maggie, you could go down all kinds of sentiment indicators they were in single digits before yesterday, uh five percent of the market like the pound, seven percent like the euro uh you could be a contrarian and buy everything five percent like s and p s there's rampant bearishness across the board and i think that there's actually a solution that would help the fed continue on their path and i i talked about the potential for central bank concerted intervention japan acted alone the boe acted alone and there's a g10 or 20 meeting in october i think the 12th and it would be in the fed's interest To have the dollar go down. They say they want to fight inflation, but they don't want to have to bail out another financial crisis that happens outside of our shores. And you know that they're all talking to each other. And it's easier to depreciate your currency than to hold it together vis a vis Turkish lira. So if they all came in together, kind of like the Anti Plaza Accord, it's been done before. Um, that, I think, would have an important impact on the market. Uh, it would give the Fed more uh, room to continue to tighten because a weaker dollar would bring inflation back to the US and because we've been exporting it everywhere across the world. Give the Europeans a break with the high energy costs they have, um, help out the Bank of Japan, and stabilize emerging markets. and help, uh, you know, a lot of Wall Street multinationals are, they're screaming about the dollar being too strong, um, you know, would take time to work through, but a weaker dollar would help a lot of multinationals here in the U.S. as well. It that's helps a, everybody.
1: That's a really interesting call, Dale, and you're bringing me back. I mean, we we haven't seen concerted intervention, Forex intervention in when? I don't even remember the last time. I'm sure our very keen viewers probably have it at their fingertips, but it has been a long time since we've seen that. But you don't think the inflation- Since the
0: last time the pound, uh, you know, way back then in the 80s, the Plaza Accord.
1: I was gonna say.
0: Yeah, but you know what? There has been central planning and coordination in many other areas during the great financial crisis. uh, Central banks were cooperating with each other and the Fed was backstopping other central banks. So it's not new ground they've been central planners with rates and money supply for 20 years. Why can't they come in and be a central planner and uh, help the world out by um, trying to take the dollar down or breaking the momentum of this parabolic move?
1: But, 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 you know, we have a a central bank that's that inflation question looms large though, right? It would be a a weaker dollar would presumably be inflationary at a time when their Fed is trying to, is you that some not- cover
0: for their agenda to continue to tighten and take us into whatever their motive is. They could say it's fighting inflation, but there are a lot of people already that feel that they've already been tighter than they needed to be. We don't know the impact of this monetary mm-hmm. policy. We won't know till next year. It takes time to work through the system, and we're actually- putting our faith in somebody that caused a problem that they're trying to correct and guide us into a soft landing, help me out. I'm a little jaded. I've been around a long time. I'm skeptical about a soft landing by the Fed. I once asked somebody, uh, who was it, Trader Vic. I said, uh, Vic, do you think the Fed is on the verge of making a policy error? And his response was, Dale, they always make policy errors.
1: Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick break right now to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing.
2: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lips dot com now that's l i b s y n ads dot com
1: it's true it's true they've got some blunt instruments and you know history looking back at history they're rarely do they sort of find that exact line you know when they're trying to to reverse course uh, if we look at so you're open to the product is that is any kind of concerted intervention priced in at all no.
0: No, not at all. Uh, you know, right now, in fact, the White House, uh, I don't know, maybe they were listening to me. Uh, I think the one of the, someone from uh, Treasury came out and said, there is no need for any accord.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, right. I mean, so yeah. well, uh, me thinks thou will protest too much.
1: Exactly. And,
0: you know, I don't know who asked them that question,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: uh, they're denying that they would even consider it. Uh, We'll see if the Japanese get challenged again and we're uh, at previous intervention levels and the pound negates this reversal week, uh, are they just going to sit on their hands and let um, uh, banking crisis start somewhere where we have counterparty risk? I think it's a a great Band-Aid for them to uh, to try and reflate uh, the global economy. Uh, I think it would help everyone including China.
1: Do you think things are breaking behind the scenes in such a way that they're getting those calls to pressure them to do something?
0: Uh, Just look at uh, what happened to the gilts. You had a bond crash. Uh, You know, when you're having magnitude of these moves, uh, the markets may be able to handle it, but the the world can't handle it. Mm -hmm. The business can't go on. It's disruptive. These major moves in currencies and in credit markets are create instability for the whole system, and the world has never been more leveraged. So I'd like to know, really, what is the Fed's intent here to, to do what they're doing, um, to really, uh, we were already weakening. There were people saying we were in a recession last June, mm. and they continue to be hawkish. And I think it's possible that, uh, again, they're overcorrecting their course and taking us into the rocks.
1: Do you expect to see policy change in the UK based on what happened? So the Bank of England came in, lender of last resort, um, standing by, but they say it's temporary until everything resolves itself. Unclear how that happens. And you know you're a trader when we've seen things like this before. the market doesn't stop usually until something breaks or they you know they continue to challenge the central banks. It's rare that they can outlast the markets, although the bank of Japan seems to be trying to do that,
0: well, that so when that's they, why and, we, yeah
1: and to 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 explain what what I'm talking about for those who. So the market sees policy they don't agree with. People are calling this the return of the vigilantes, aren't they? Dale? Yes. Bond market vigilantes. sees bond vigilantes. Some people tweeting about uh, FX vigilantes now too. The market sees policy that it doesn't think makes sense that can't be sustained, and so it goes for that currency or that bond market to deliver the message and force the hand of policymakers. We saw that back when George Soros knocked the pound out of the currency regime. We've seen it before in the U.S. There there was a period where bond vigilantes were very anti-inflation. Any policy that was inflationary, they would, you know, they would go after the bond. So oh, they, th- that's what we're back.
0: talking about. They're back. I mean, the bond vigilantes, uh, take a look at, uh, where use TLT for a proxy and you've seen 40, 50% declines in credit. And, you know, the big danger, you know, there could be a rally here in the market, uh, Uh, where equities might benefit from their, their, everyone's bearish. And if we had some type of relief, we're getting relief in rates and -hmm. the dollar right now. Today, the market didn't care, but next week it might care. And, uh, you know, it's a type of situation where uh, we could have a a dollar pullback that's going to um, create bounces across the board. Uh, Precious metals is another area. That I like, and uh, I think that the Fed for right now has already lost control of the interest rate market anyway, the way that yields are moving around
1: so so you would would are you a buyer of or would you be a buyer of sterling of the pound here and the euro given that you think the dollar has maybe seen its peak?
0: I might take a little beta out of it because uh, you know if you're not using leverage, yes. But when you're doing leverage things, you need timing, you need risk management. Um, I actually, uh, a currency that has not had as great of a response as cable and euro is commodity currencies. And uh, if you guys can pull up the Aussie chart I sent out to you, it's a monthly chart. And um,
1: there we go. go.
0: All right. So uh, if you see, Uh, The COVID low that we had in 2020, unlike the euro, unlike the pound, the Aussie is not making new lows, even though the dollar is making new highs. It has not taken out its COVID low. So to me, it looks more corrective. Um, I like the way copper is acting. Uh, It's one of the stronger metals out there, putting in higher lows. And I think there's a chance of a reopening in China which would benefit Australia. And I'm a commodity bull. Uh, I don't think that higher rates are gonna have a lot of impact on agricultural commodities. You can't print corn or beans or wheat or sugar or coffee or cocoa. And I know they've come down a bit, but compared to where they were when I first started trading and corn was two bucks and beans were seven, right? And sugar was 10 cents. Uh, and where we are now, and people are saying it's in a bear market. um, I think that um, the Fed is going to be ineffective uh, in bringing down food prices. If they want to bring down food prices, um, they're going to have to give incentives to farmers. If they want to bring down housing prices, they're going to have to give incentives to build more housing. And uh, This is more of a fiscal solution than a monetary solution, which Mm. is what Paul was attacking.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. I like
0: Aussie. I like Aussie, and uh, I think Euro could recover uh, back to about 108, and that would take the dollar index down to about 102, currently trading 112.
1: And and when we were talking, we don't have to put the chart back up, but when we were talking about the pound, Max was asking, do you see it rallying before heading back to test parity? So is this turn you see in terms of time horizon, a short-term move, but then there's pressure again, or you see this as a, as a, a turn that will keep it at a higher level?
0: Well, if, it, uh, if we were to have one more push up in the mm-hmm. dollar and push down in the pound, I'd buy that I'd buy parity if it was offered to me. Mm -hmm. So this is either the beginning of it or the dollar has one last push up to try and retest all the levels that intervention has come in to try and protect. And that would be a real panic and I think a real bargain to buy the pound if it traded down at a buck. I think there'll be plenty of people ready to buy the pound there.
1: So interesting. Does your view uh, hinge on whether the new prime minister backs away from her plan uh, does it does it matter policy at all or are you looking at this purely from a from a trading perspective
0: uh, policy matters and intervention now is part of policy it mm. wasn't until the boj did something a week ago which then led to the boe having to do something this week where's the next currency right. Credit crisis coming. What country is it, Europe? Uh, I'm not sure where the next one is, but I think intervention is really going to be the key. And people are, you know, basically skeptical that central bank policy could turn a currency market around. If it's concerted, it could. That would be like saying, well, QE doesn't work and lift markets either. Yeah. So they have the ability. They are central planners, Mm. and there's the potential that they are our allies, right? Japan is an ally. Um, Yeah, this
1: is G7. This is happening in G7 when we're seeing this dislocation, too. I mean, previously, when we've had these currency crises, it's tended to come from the emerging market or the developing world.
0: Yeah, and Maggie, they're holding up much better than the uh, developed markets. The emerging market currencies were down half of what uh, the majors were in the last week. I I think that's a tell. Which is extraordinary. Yeah. uh, It's the first time I've seen that in a while. And it tells me that uh, even if there is an equity rally, that uh, there'll be money flow into emerging markets for this next bounce in equities. Uh, Shanghai is one of the best chart patterns out there, and Brazil.
1: We're, we're going to we're gonna have to carve out and have a whole conversation about that. I want to get to some of the other, these other questions. Steve from YouTube asking thoughts on gold. Before you give us your thoughts, and we, you mentioned you had a chart, I want to run a little clip um, from a conversation that my colleague Samuel Burke just had with Lawrence Leppard. He's the founder of Equity Management Associates, uh, who argues that he thinks gold is going to be the best performing asset over the next 10 years. Let's have a listen to that.
0: Conditions, I think, are going to be very similar to the 1970s. I was a teenager at that time. And in, in those conditions, the bonds were just total a total disaster. I mean, there was no worse investment than bonds. Equities were very choppy. They were pretty much a disaster. I mean, you you kind of held your purchasing power, but barely. Um, and the, the areas that did extremely well were commodities. I mean, the two top-performing industry categories in the 70s were the oil stocks and the gold stocks. And of course, I focused on the gold stocks, and that's the reason why. My macro outlook informs me that gold stocks, I think, will be the top-performing asset category in the next 10 years.
1: That interview, by the way, is part of our new show uh, called Three Ideas, which we're super excited about. You can find it on our website, and I encourage you all to go check it out. We're trying to get you some actionable uh, ideas that you can wrap your head around and, and use in this really trying time. So, Dale, um you sent over a chart. What are you looking at? Do you like precious metals here? Do you agree with that I thesis?
0: Do. I do. I do. And uh, if you look at this week's action, uh, you have another reversal week to the upside. I've always contended to have a true bull market in precious metals. We need a bear market in the dollar. Mm. Uh, last year, gold went up, dollar went up, uh, pretty unusual into the war scenario. Uh, But especially for silver, Uh, bear market and the dollars only can add jet fuel to it. I think the gold has uh, bottomed at this week's lows. Uh, I think we got down to 1610. Uh, There's a breakdown that most technicians are looking at around the 1680 level. So closes back above 1680, 1690 would be an add-on to longs. I like it. I like silver more. I was taught the white stuff goes first.
1: We're going to take another quick break to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing.
2: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com.
1: So what is, it, what is it about silver that you like? I saw someone tweeted out, don't believe the spot prices or something the other day. Are you oh, watching that? What's, what's yeah. going on there?
0: Well, you know, I, I believe James Sinclair set up the Shanghai Gold Exchange as a cash and carry to emancipate the price of gold from the paper market. Uh, there was a lawsuit that was won about spoofing in gold uh, there, uh, there's lots of contracts. In fact, people have been talking about more shorts out there in silver than there is silver to deliver. And mm. I actually saw that uh, the majority of positions in SLV are short as well. So there's a lot of people talking about that we could be headed into a squeeze in silver, maybe something similar to what nickel did. But the chart oh, I want to you can all yeah. remember that that went yeah.
1: parabolic in like a day. That was that was a crazy chart.
0: So, we had, uh, you know, if you were smart uh, a couple of years ago, you were able to, you know, turn in one ounce of gold at the top on this chart and get 123 pieces of silver. Okay. Uh, That's a gold silver ratio. Uh, It was a bull move while uh, that was happening. Silver led the way. Uh, When this chart is trending down, silver is your preferred long uh, rather than gold because it outperforms. Recently, we rallied back to the 50% level up around 95. This is a monthly chart. I'm using my telescope to talk to you guys. I use more of a microscope to trade. Uh, I think that was a pretty important turn at 95. And if we had a quality, uh, we had the same type of decline that we had a couple years ago, would take us back to a ratio that I grew up trading with in my 20s and 30s, it was more like the mean at 40 to one. So this is uh, what my target is. I believe silver will outperform. And I just did a little mental exercise. You know how a lot of bulls, including um, Goldman Sachs, talking about 24, 2,500 gold Mm -hmm. someday in our lifetime. So if I just extrapolate uh, 40 to one, Gold silver ratio with 24 $2,500 uh, gold that gives me $60 plus silver currently trading a shade under 20. So more upside potential in silver is what I see. Even if they just like the pound, if they take it down one more time to clean out stops and they take it into the 16 and a half level would be like the pound taking out the recent lows and going to parity. I'm a buyer again. Uh, so uh a lot of markets are set up that way that either we've seen the low or there could be one more te- retest and take out of that low, but um, I could taste it.
1: I, I, so, I'm loving this institutional knowledge you're dropping on us, Dale. It's so great. Want to squeeze in Bitcoin because you're also looking at that.
0: Okay. So uh, Bitcoin, everyone's trying to define what it is, right? And uh, you guys have a uh, a great education you've been very educated in it and i look at prices here and it didn't recover much in the stock market rally. we moved sideways mm-hmm. but i respect the way it's holding up now with risk off over the past couple of weeks um there's an old wall street saying never sell a sleeping market and i would say that bitcoin's comatose uh so i i think there's a that chance and another Wall Street expression. I've talked about some out of favor things here today, Maggie. Fading a dollar, which universally is loved. Uh, buying metals, they don't work anymore. And Bitcoin, which is in the crypto winter. Isn't that how it's being described? Now? That's, what, is, that's winter. what they're calling it, Dale. All right. Well, you know what, Maggie? <laughs> There's an old Wall Street expression. Buy straw hats in winter. That's when you get them cheap.
1: I so, love it. There, we, know, got I, some, we got some T-shirts we could roll out of this episode. Yeah, now. We, we may so, have to take a vote on it on the on the meetup tonight. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, you don't go all in, Maggie. I always scale in. Yep. And you could treat uh, Bitcoin just like you would treat a stock, and you know, uh, buy a little bit here and hope it goes to fourteen. There are a lot of people that have fourteen thousand dollar targets, but if I'm not leveraged up to the hilt. And I'm just doing a, a putting maybe a quarter or a third of what I plan to invest in Bitcoin. I would start now and hope it goes to fourteen to buy more.
1: Dale, I think you just said a really important thing, so you you laid out these really great contrarian ideas, but it's all about sizing appropriately for your risk so i'm so exactly. I'm so happy that that's a lesson I think learned especially on the crypto side of what we just came out is a lot of people were all in um and got really hurt by by things that happen because we're living in a very fragile time right now anything that would you just gave us my takeaway right you're fade the dollar rally you'd be a buyer of uh of the pound you'd be a buyer of euro uh, there's some emerging markets you're interested in. You like gold, but you like silver even better here. You think silver is going to outperform. Um, and, and the big one, watch out for what no one's expecting, which is the possibility for concerted central bank intervention in the currency markets. Uh, anything that would change your view or cause you to go back to the drawing board and say, you know what? I got that wrong.
0: My stops. That's what changes my view. So you don't get into anything unless you know where you're wrong and where you're out. So I would say for now, everything I've talked about uh, would be stops under the recent low in the pound. And then if it happens, you know, you buy bricks, stops under the recent low and then reassess and perhaps go back in to the market at a buck. Sometimes it takes more than one attempt to catch a turn, like you said. Paul Tudor Jones says all the big money is made at the turn, so traders need to know how to probe and protect at the same time. So when there are false starts, like there have been in the metals in the last six months or a year, you have, you still have money left to be right with.
1: I love it. I love it so much. Wisdom dropped on us today, Dale. I, I, it, it's it's, just, it's been tremendous, and it's so great to speak to somebody who has the experience that you do, because we're seeing some things that we frankly haven't seen in a really long time, higher interest rates, currency volatility, um, and then some things that are new to all of us. So, so appreciate you sharing all your insight. Really, really come back again.
0: Thank you so much, Maggie. You know, you don't know if you have faith till you need it.
1: Yes, that is so true. I think we're all finding that out, right? Really
0: a pleasure to uh, be here on Real Vision. I'm a fan.
1: Uh, fantastic. And we're a fan right. of yours now. And uh, we're definitely going to go back and, and drop us a tweet um, and vote on, on the t-shirt you're most fond of, because we, we got to make one of these. Um, thank you so much, Dale. Thanks to okay. all of you. Thanks for the questions. I will be back with Brent Donnelly tomorrow. We're going to talk cross asset again, because that's what we need to do right now. So make sure you join us for that. In the meantime, take care and good luck out there.
2: The Sri Lankan prime minister's house set alight. The first is authoritarianism. The second is corruption. The
0: FMC is strongly resolved to bring inflation down to two percent. Home builders are abandoning homes. Massive
2: protests going on here. We're going to see a material impact here on growth and indeed on earnings, which might pull. Changes happening, and you can fear it, but you're not going to stop it. Are really only two
1: countries in Europe that have managed to maintain a replacement level birth rate, France and Sweden.
0: This is the biggest bubble in the history of the world, and you have no clue.
2: It's all herd mentality. It's the same as the property market. What happens over the next few months could define what happens over the next few years. So we want to make sure that you understand why. You've probably realized that we really have been listening to you.